0: This is Annalise's dad, and you're listening to Finding Annalise. One of the places I go looking for Annalise is in my phone. Whenever I need to hear her laugh or see her smile, she's always just a few taps away. Here's one from 2017. Annalise is using a Snapchat filter, and her face is on the body of a child in a Cute little butterfly costume. In this episode, I'm going to tell a story about an experience I had with a butterfly. And while some of you might think that a butterfly is just another bug fluttering about in the chaos and randomness of the world, you haven't seen what I've seen or felt what I felt as a dad living on Earth with a daughter in heaven. But if you were, and I hope you never are, you'd know that sometimes a butterfly isn't just a butterfly. It's a message sent by a loved one on the other side.
1: My 43-year-old wife died. I had a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. They would see little white butterflies. They intuitively would say, Mommy, 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 mommy sending those butterflies, mommy sending those butterflies, mommy sending those butterflies, am I going to correct them and say, oh no, that's stupid.
0: That is the voice of author and grief coach, Tom Zuba. There are few people who know grief as well as Tom. His journey began in 1990 with the sudden death of his 18-month-old daughter, Erin. Eight years later, Tom's wife, Trish, also died suddenly. And then, in 2005, Tom's 13-year-old son, Rory, was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. It was in Tom's book, Permission to Mourn, A New Way to Do Grief, where I first learned that butterflies had a spiritual connection to the other side. I read Tom's book right around the same time that I had received the butterfly. I don't think that was a coincidence. In the chapter, "Signs, Symbols, and Messages, Tom writes, And you notice the butterfly appearing when you need to see it most, as if it knows the cry of your heart, and you wonder, could it be?
1: That line that you read, it's the truth. Because I'm willing to see with new eyes and hear with new ears and feel with a new heart, the butterfly is soothing to me. It's soothing to me. Do I personally believe that my wife is somehow in that butterfly possibly
0: look I I know there's no way to know exactly who sent me this butterfly but I'm choosing to believe that Annalise had a hand in making this happen for me I don't necessarily believe that she was actually in the butterfly but I, I can't totally rule that out either there's just no way to actually know 30 minutes from now, we still won't know for sure. You know, my hope is by the time this story's over, you'll believe it was Annalise too. I received the butterfly in early June of 2020, about four months after she left her body. But my story doesn't start there. It begins one year earlier, in the spring of 2019, in Annalise's third grade class, and with her teacher, Mrs. Katrina Moore.
2: One of the most fun activities we did in third grade was raise and release butterflies last spring. <gasps> Three,
0: two, oh, I have one. Whoa! Whoa! Five. Wait, one doesn't
1: want to leave
2: us. The third graders got so into it that they even wanted to name all of the butterflies.
1: I mean, for them to
0: get <laughs> of course, we
2: were rehearsing for the third grade show. And so they all had their, um, you know, their roles in the show on their mind. And so one of the butterflies was named Betsy Ross. And Annalise's part in the third grade show was Martha Washington. So she wanted to name one of the butterflies Martha Jr. There's still one up there that's not ready. There's still one that's not ready. That's Martha Jr. When it was time to release the butterflies, one of them was reluctant to leave us. I ushered it onto an orange slice, and I placed it by the Roberts garden. It was the students' recess time, and I told them they could all go and play. The butterfly would leave when it was ready, but Annalise wanted to wait, so she sat with her friends on the bench by the garden. She wanted to keep the butterfly company until it felt safe enough to fly away.
0: Butterflies show us that life requires us to go through big transformations. Just three weeks after Annalise's class released their butterflies, the tumor inside Annalise's brain begins to grow and make her feel unwell, transforming our lives forever. Now, there are two more people I need you to meet before I can tell you about my encounter with the butterfly. The first is seven-year-old Sophia Ann Myers. Unfortunately, Sophia, she can't speak for herself. She's with Annalise now, in heaven. Sophia passed over in 2017. This is her dad, Joshua.
3: Just coming into her own, you know, It's like honestly, like she was just getting to that age where she could do everything by herself. She had just got a new puppy, Angela bought her a puppy. She loved this dog. You know, Sophia was doing dance a lot, I and mean, then she was doing soccer. She liked that uh, American Girl dolls, she liked that stuff. Disney, you know, if we went for a walk outside, I went fishing, stinky stuff, she liked that too. Yeah, she she's a lot like me, she's a tomboy, but she's beautiful, like we'd walk through Walmart, people would go up to Sophia and try to touch her hair. And I would always tell Sophia, you know, we're the good looking dad and daughter, you know.
0: Being the parent of a child who has terminal brain cancer is a terrible club to be a part of. Yet it's a club filled with some amazing people. Joshua is one of them. He's also the other person I need you to meet. I met Josh in a private Facebook group for dads whose children are battling or have been taken by DIPG, a deadly form of brain cancer found mostly in children. Though I have never met Sophia in real life, I've gotten to know her from the many loving memories Joshua shares to his Facebook page. Last spring, I noticed that Joshua posted a picture of a statue of Sophia. It's a near-life-size sculpture of her as she holds a butterfly on her finger another rests on her shoulder a dragonfly in her other hand the bronze sculpture created by Lindsay Lacroix Petrel stands in the butterfly garden outside Mary C O'Keefe Cultural Center in Ocean Springs Mississippi
3: I don't know about you but you want to be able to touch her and hold her again you know so i go down these rabbit holes on the internet you know like at one point I would reached out to, I think it was Michigan State. They do those um, images where they'll look into the future to see how they age, the kids age, stuff like that. So I reached out to people to do that stuff. And then I thought about the statue. I have a friend who, um, she lives in Virginia now. She's from the coast. And her and her mom do uh, sculptures like that. On one hand, I thought it—you know people, people would see it and bring recognition because we have a plaque. And then we have a lot of the kids from the coast that had the IPG. We have their names on that plaque. I didn't want to just—I didn't want to just put Sophia. You know, I wanted to make sure that was a gardenist for all these, these kids. You know, because a lot of them don't get that attention. And then, uh, you know, after we had a commission, it, it took a year or longer because uh, we had to go back and forth uh, with my friend at the designs. You know, she took a whole bunch of pictures. And, and Sophia and I—we used to always go to the uh, insectarium over in New Orleans. I taught her how to—you're not supposed to hold the butterflies, right? They tell you to you know if they fall and land on you it's okay but don't pick them up and i taught her how to sneakily pick them up you know put her finger on it so sophia would always have these butterflies and, and no other kids would have them because i didn't know how to do that right they're following the rules but that was the idea behind the statue and uh and i think another thing is a little bit it's the only thing i can hold that you know it looks like sophia right i can't Take her out of the mausoleum, you know, even though you want to sometimes. But I can get up there and touch her statue. Right? And it's cold and it's not Sophia, but it is Sophia. I don't know, if it's the closest thing we can get.
0: I'm actually sitting here right now feeling a ceramic mold of Annalise's right hand. It was made while she was in the hospital during those final days with her. I can't wrap my hand around hers it's in a wood frame and her hand is sort of sticking out of a ceramic slab like Han Solo frozen in carbonite she would love that reference by the way I can see feel all the lines in her skin it's not her but it's the closest thing I have Awesome. <laughs>
3: You know, I follow your stories and the other guys, you know, there's kids. They're not your kids, but it feels like it again. You know, when they die, it feels like Sophia's dying all over again, right? And you don't, you know, you know, you're like, if I didn't keep up with this, you know, it wouldn't be so sad maybe, but you feel like you, it's your responsibility, I do, right? It's the least we can do.
0: Josh and Sophia's mother, Angel, have created the So So Strong Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation with a mission to play a part in finding a cure and to raise funds for families traumatized by this disease. Traumatized, that's certainly an accurate word for what we go through. I watched my daughter lose her balance, her sight, her speech, her smile, her walk, her hair, her ability to swallow, and ultimately, her breath. And yet, as each new symptom invaded, I masked my horror with smiles, gifts, activities, visits, and if need be, a lie to her, to myself. The reality of what the future held was just too much to handle.
3: I'm like you, you know, even though it was that bad, you know, and they said there's a 0% chance of survival. I kept thinking, still, that was a year ago, you know, that was six months ago. I mean, good god you know we have like elon musk is sending thousands thousand satellites in the space, right how can we not figure this out you know there's no way you know there's no way there can be a disease this horrible like you know i still don't think about that all the time because it hurts too it's too sad you know like the fact that they were trapped in that body for a couple months right couldn't do anything and yet they were fully aware and people i don't think other people will ever understand that you know no matter how much we tell them they will not understand me and Angel agreed early on that we wouldn't tell her she's gonna die or tell her she could die you know that we're fighting this thing and you know that's, it's tough because you know throughout as it got worse you know when she'd say am I gonna get my smile back you know and we couldn't tell her no right you're gonna get it back so you're not used to I never lied to Sophia before so that's that's the type of stuff that kills me you know it's like I was being dishonest, and I think she knew it at some point, right? She knew that that wasn't going to happen. But I remember towards the end, you know, when she was at the house and she couldn't move or anything. <clears throat> Even a couple of days before, I looked at Angel and I'm like, tell me she could make it, you know? You know, you have to have hope. I didn't want to scare Sophia, you know? I wanted her to be like a little girl as long as she could, like a normal kid. So. And we were, I read her books about heaven, you know, and I think it was like the day before she passed away. Um, She's looking off in the corner. Angel was a lot more religious than me. Still kind of pissed off at God, you know, but Angel's like, Sophia, what do you see in the corner? You know, Sophia's looking off and she can't talk and barely move her head. She says, uh, you know, is it an angel? Do you see an angel? Because I was like, don't say that, you know, it's giving up hope. You know, I don't want to see a damn angel, you know. Go away, right? Go back, leave her here. Sophia nodded her head, yes, you know. Now looking back now, like that makes me feel selfish, right? Because I didn't want her to see an angel, but that was the best thing, right, at that point.
0: I don't know. I think it's very natural to be selfish in that moment. And it's to want to hold on tighter. I think that's especially true. When it's the one person in the world you love more than anything who is slipping away. But what Joshua is describing here is a phenomenon that's been witnessed and recounted by palliative care professionals and family members who were there at the moment of death of a loved one. Could it actually be an angel that they are seeing maybe a family member? I find great comfort in believing there is someone there to show our loved ones the way as they cross over. I imagine my Nana being there to welcome her, to hold her hand, to guide her. And although I had told myself this, the second that she left her body, all of that didn't matter. I was broken, just destroyed. I didn't want her to go. Although, I I do recall feeling a sense of relief for her, knowing that she had been set free. Her pain was finally over. It's our pain that continues on.
3: You know, three years out, it doesn't, for me, it does not feel like three years. I can't tell if it's just me, maybe I don't want to move on. I told my therapist, I don't want to, you know, at some point, I don't want to move on. You know, I want to keep the pain, you know, it doesn't feel right.
0: We carry this pain simply because it reminds us of the last time our children were here with us on Earth. Carrying the pain is like carrying them everywhere we go. We wonder if they really are in heaven. And if they can see us now, we want them to know that we miss them so very much. So we carry that pain like if we didn't, they would think we moved on or something. But what happens is that you have this love that you has nowhere to go. So you try to put it someplace. Like into a foundation. Or a podcast. Or a statue. After seeing the amazing statue of Sophia on Josh's Facebook page, I started thinking about doing something similar for Annalise. I even wondered if we could involve her old school, Roberts Elementary, where she released the butterflies of Mrs. Moore and her classmates. I jog to Robert's a few times a week. Just to relive the afternoons, I would work from home so I could be the one to pick her up. I stand outside on the blacktop, in the exact spot I would wait for her, by the tree. I can still see her, coming out the door. For a second, she doesn't see me, then she does. And a smile bursts on her face. She runs, straight for me, then jumps into my arms. now you're all caught up I never spoken to Joshua outside of Facebook before this but this experience that I had with the butterfly well it involved him and Sophia's statue it begins on a sunny afternoon in early June 2019 on one of my runs I was just about to turn down the street that leads to the school and as i turned the corner i had this vision in my mind i saw sophia's statue holding the butterfly then i saw a bronze sculpture of Annalise, sitting on the bench by the roberts garden as she holds martha jr on her finger waiting for her to fly away and in the middle of this moment of distraction the reality of it hits And I'm reminded that the only reason this is even on my mind is because Joshua's little girl died. And so did mine. And instantly I'm no longer running to Annalise's old school. I'm crying by her bedside, on my knees, holding her hand. And at that exact moment is when it appeared. This butterfly, like, started flying all around me, like circling me as I ran for at least a block. It wouldn't leave me alone. I know it sounds weird, but like in that moment, I really felt like like someone was hearing me.
3: No, like something like that had never happened to you, right? Usually, me strange occurrences like that, and you don't want to go too out there, you know. But you're thinking like. This is odd, like when does a butterfly do that, right? They don't normally do that. And when you're thinking about it, right?
0: Right. Exactly When I'm thinking about. And you know, that's what blows my mind. I mean, the, the timing was perfect. The timing made me feel as if someone sent this butterfly to me. Dad, look! You know, he's someone who can hear my thoughts or feel my feelings. Did you see that? Annalise, is that you? This happened right around the time that I was just starting to talk to Annalise every day, out loud, and reading her favorite books to her at night. I was asking her to come say hi to me daily. And here I was, thinking of her with a butterfly. Seeing that flickering light bulb was just the beginning. The butterfly felt like the continuation of an ongoing conversation between Annalise and I. Not in words, but with the feeling that the butterfly created in me. And it all started with me simply believing we could speak to each other. And then me taking the step of talking to her out loud. I
1: would literally speak out loud to her. The the vibration of our voice is the most powerful.
0: Do you ever talk? To Sophia like out loud
3: yeah I give up to her site. the first thing Angel agreed on was we're gonna get a mausoleum you know it's like a three person so Angel will be at the top Sophia's in the middle and then I'll be at the bottom inside of the body and so Sophia's bent is like the second one up you know I know which side our heads on so I'll talk into that at night try to tell our stories stuff so, you know with my hand over and I'm sure people drop by I think I'm crazy you know, but it, you know it's probably more for me than her, maybe. But yeah, I do that. I try to do it almost every day. I go out there at least once a day. So the talking part, you know, I do usually at night when no one's out there.
0: Can you think of a time when you might have been talking out loud to her and you felt like she answered back that you received a sign or anything like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I do. I try not to, like I said, read into everything I see, you know, but yeah, I'll go out there late at night. But I was out there one night, 11 or 12, and this dragonfly flew on my foot. In the middle of the night, right? I've never even seen one at night. It wouldn't leave me alone, stuff like that, I do. Yeah, I, I think I do.
1: It is life saying, take another breath. Take another breath. I see your broken heart. I see your aching heart. And let, let this calm it. Let this calm it. You're not alone. You're not alone. You know, you can take another step. You can take another breath.
0: In almost every part of the world, dragonflies, like butterflies, symbolize transformation. The kind of change that's rooted in self-realization and the understanding of a deeper meaning to life. Maybe these little messengers are sent to us as inspiration or as a catalyst for our own transformation, sparking a change of perception or belief, almost as if receiving this butterfly is some proof that there really is an afterlife. There really is a heaven.
3: I have a tendency now, everybody I meet, mean, even new people, and I think this is very awkward for them, which I don't really care anymore. But I'll be like, what do you think heaven heaven's like? You know, I feel like I'm a child. I'm asking everybody what they think heaven is like, right? So I want to know, do you believe in heaven? What do you think it's like, you know?
0: Before Annalise got sick, I didn't really believe in heaven. I didn't really think about it. But as she was dying, there was just so much pain. I couldn't go on living without believing there was somewhere she would go.
3: One of my friends, uh, she's actually a therapist, she told me, I asked her and she goes, you know, one of the ways I think of it is that we're all matter, right? Like in this form, I am matter, you know? When I die, even though my body will deteriorate, you know, go back into the earth or wherever it goes, still, that matter is still there, it's just a different form. Yeah, so how do I find Sophia? You know, she's like, you just do. It's like your energies are on the same level, you know, frequency. And you'll just find each other. And how do I know? I told her I wanted to be just like Earth without the RPG, right? She goes, you know, you'll be able to find your recognizer, your energy. You know, they'll, they'll recognize each other, right? I kind of like the way she said that, you know, makes
0: sense. For, for me, uh, I, I read this old Celtic saying that said that heaven and earth are only three feet apart. And that in some places, the thin places, they're even closer. It's just another level of energy around us. It's so close. It's not in the clouds, it's like right here.
3: Yeah, I think I agree with that too. Yeah, it's not that far away.
0: On those paranormal shows, that, you know, you, sometimes you hear people say uh, uh, that they, you know, I saw my mom float into the room. She wasn't floating above the floor, she was actually walking on hers. I've come to believe that they can, you know, hear our thoughts and our words. Now, I don't fully understand how they interact with us, but somehow they can. Maybe it's like playing a video game. Annalise can tap her pull-down menu, select Butterfly, Send To, Dad, like she's playing Minecraft. I still remember her screen name. It's Panda8, Duh, D-U-H, isn't it? panda
1: she is tapped into more powerful controls now because of where she is. But ultimately, her goal isn't to change, you know, to transform the other side. Her mission is to help you transform this side. You know, th- this is where the transformation will occur, you know, when folks are ready and I would suggest there's never been a time in the history of mankind, when we have not been more ready. We're ready. We're ready for the
0: transformation. Do you think a caterpillar knows it's going to be a butterfly or does it only know that it has to keep going to take another step? I know I'm going through some kind of personal transformation. I don't know who I'm becoming through all this COVID has kind of built this cocoon around me, giving me time to think, create this project. And for me, taking my next step means spreading my wings and releasing this out into the world. And as this podcast reaches new people, maybe it'll spark a change kind of like the way that receiving the butterfly sparked a change for me. For example, Now, since Annalise's passing, I hadn't really spoken to another dad who lived through what Joshua and I had lived through. Reaching out to people, it's been hard for me, but somehow the butterfly gave me the courage to reach out to him, and now it almost feels as if the butterfly was sent to me because Joshua and I were meant to have this conversation, like the butterfly brought us together for some greater purpose. No, maybe to share, so maybe for a moment we wouldn't feel so alone. Or perhaps to join forces in some way to change the future for children with brain tumors. Uh, who knows, maybe this will bring you and someone else together to do something that changes the world.
3: Like you, your daughter and you know, our kids were the ones that were going to change the world, right? And they did, you know? But I don't think they had to die to, to do that, you know? I wish they didn't. I think this is like, this is what God, what you're doing, To me, this is more important, you know, spreading the message and stuff. And the one thing me and you can do in our lives, I don't think there's anything more important we could ever do. The best thing we ever did was be their father, I think, you know. Nothing will even come close to this, you know. This is our moment, right?
0: And just as the butterfly connected me with Joshua, it also brought me closer to working with Tom Zuba, another cancer dad, who has empowered me to see the world with new eyes, all while showing me that I have the power to choose the beliefs that bring me peace.
1: Einstein, my son Rory's best friend, said the most important question that we'll ever ask and answer is do we live in a kind, compassionate, orderly universe? Or is it random and chaotic and up for grabs? That's a choice that we make. Every single thing we believe is a
0: choice,
1: everything, it's a choice.
0: Most importantly, the butterfly inspired me to make the choice to record these conversations and Annalise's story and to share them with you. Honestly, if it wasn't for the butterfly, I don't think this thing you're listening to right now would even exist, but now it does. And God only knows how this will make a change in the world. Maybe you're hearing this and you feel a change happening within yourself already. Maybe you're starting to think twice about the coincidences in your life. Or maybe today's the day you get that sign you've been asking for, simply because you're more open to it. Or maybe you'll simply be inspired to join the fight against DIPG and pediatric brain cancer so that one day parents like me and Josh and Tom won't have to say goodbye to their children this way. And if you don't know where to begin with that, here's a great place to start. The So So Strong Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, named after Sophia. My son started kindergarten this year and his teacher grew and released butterflies which we got to watch over zoom since i'm home helping him with his remote learning i learned that monarch butterflies migrate to mexico for the winter i like to think that martha jr stopped by sophia's statue down in mississippi on her long journey to mexico That is the kind, compassionate, orderly universe that I'm choosing to live in.
1: When I see the butterflies, I honor them, I welcome them. I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Send me more, send me more.
0: Thank you, Annalise, thank you. Now, send me more, please sweetheart. Send me more. This is Annalise's dad. Thank you for listening to Finding Annalise. I want to thank everyone that contributed to this episode. First, Tom Zuba at TomZuba.com. Joshua Myers at SoSoStrongPBTF.org. And Mrs. Katrina Moore. You know, in addition to being an amazing teacher, Katrina Moore is also an author of some amazing children's books, including One Hug and Grandpa Grumps. Annalise was a big fan. You can find more of her work at KatrinaMooreBooks.com. For more information about Annalise and our family, you can visit com, or to the website for this podcast at findinganalise.com.